So what makes for compelling content a great podcast or radio show? We'll ask. My guest today is Lisa Williams, a nationally syndicated radio host and talent coach with Northwestern Media. This is the Creative Coachcast with Paul Goldsmith. So you've been on air for over 30 years. What makes for a good radio show? Philosophically, an answer that might be universally acceptable is connection. Connection makes for a great show. When a person is connected to the words coming out of their mouth, when they're connected to the listener, when they're connected to themselves, they're grounded. If they're doing humor or satire or a news story or a story about their life or a bit, it's being connected. And that's what makes for great radio. Well, how do you stay connected? You know, there's just a layered process of being human. Our friendship dates, you know, many years. And I remember saying to you years ago, oh, I just feel so human. And you were like, uh, you are a human. You need to accept it. Being in touch with your humanity to just follow his example and be a human. So being grounded is just being honest, I guess, about who I am. As a human, sometimes <laughs> you have bad days where you're just not feeling it. So how yeah. do you create, you know, an uplifting show uh, when you're just <laughs> when you're just not feeling it? Well, you know, before I paused for the question, uh, I was about to say what kind of feels like the answer to the question, and that is, if I root everything that I do in radio in love for the listener. If I receive the love of God constantly, daily, and fully all the time, if I just bask in the love of God and stay there, and then the love of God comes out of me for the listener, his love for them, I experience it. Even when I can be in that place, then, you know, what I do in the air becomes effortless. It becomes like a tree popping out fruit. There's no straining. There's just an awe that radio is being created and it's connective if I'm going to answer your question less philosophically, like I have a friend whose dog got run over this week and the dog had to lose a leg. So now it's like a tripod dog. <laughs> and you know, that's a pretty bad day. If I'm going to go on the radio the day after my dog becomes a tripod <laughs> and everyone's crying at my house, if I just go on and be like, I'm so glad you're listening. Here's an awesome song. I'm just so thankful we have these great songs. I just, I can't live that anymore. It's not you real. You can be honest without bleeding on everyone. And I can love people while, you know, being in pain. And if I can't, you know, I can, I can take a personal day or, or tell my boss, like, I just can't do it today. But that's very few and far between. I can't remember ever doing that in my life because you just position yourself. One day, I took a personal day one day when I was at Caleb and I went and sat by a lake. But other than that one day, you know, you just position yourself in Christ. And it, it takes a lot of rawness and honesty and just being a real person all the time. And that takes work because we build false personas to survive our lives. And so, you know, the work of Christ is ongoing and, and you know, standing in your true identity is the goal. And that's nothing that you can magically just do. It, it takes healing and it takes relationship with God and it takes relationship with others. So question, when you're coaching a new talent or maybe somebody starting a podcast, What's the first thing you start with? I mean, you tell them to have connection. How do they show prep? How do they approach the show? What, what is kind of the first piece of uh, coaching advice you go to? Well, when I start working with a new talent, my first goal is to figure out who they are. 
you know, why are you on the radio? Why do you want to be on the radio? Where did you come from? Um, When did you crack the mic the first time? Just spending a lot of time getting to know them. And in the process of hearing them talk about their life, I really listen to the sound of their voice, to their delivery, to their pacing, to their breathing, to the way they tell a story. And I get just a strong sense of who they are. And then my first goal is for them to be who they are on the radio. So that's kind of where I start is just listening and paying attention, taking lots of notes and allowing myself to start loving that person for who they are. And so that's the first part of coaching is loving and paying attention. And then listening to them on the radio, I develop like a process. It's a multi-layered process, the coaching session is, to figure out where they need to go first. Sometimes somebody's really green, Paul, as you know, and they just don't know what we know because we've been coached and around coaching for so long. So they may not know it's better to have one thought in a break because the listener doesn't have the capacity for 18 thoughts. So that might be where you start. It might be somebody is yelling and sounding like a radio DJ because that that's exactly what they think they're supposed to be doing. And, you know, dismantling that gently and bringing them back to the center of their own identity and helping them be who they actually are. And then really close to that simultaneously is observing them for their superpowers. So if they have an incredible storytelling ability, they need to know that. I need to tell them that so that they can develop it or if they've got a great sense of humor or if they just ooze comfort. So there's identifying superpowers, there's love, and there's paying close, close attention. Everybody has different strengths and weaknesses, but I heard this fascinating conversation on a podcast from Brian Koppelman. He's made lots of shows and movies. Billions is the most popular show right now that he's made. He was talking to Seth Godin, the marketing guru, and they were debating whether creatives are born or made. And so I'll ask you the question. Um, (laughs) You know, you have a unique skill set. Like, could anybody be compelling or is it a particular talent that you just have to be God-given or can it be developed? Like two of the smartest people on the planet had a debate about it and then you just want me to answer it. Well, yeah, wait right. and, and, and settle it for them because I'll tell you, Koppelman said, no, there's brilliant people, brilliant, talented people. There's athletes like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant that are just uniquely gifted. And then there's the rest of us. And Seth Godin <laughs> said, no, we're conditioned to think a certain way, but any of us could be coached and conditioned to be creative and express new ideas, but we kind of get stuck in our conditioning. And everybody's born creative is what Seth was arguing. So I'm just curious your opinion. Wow. I just think that's also interesting. One thing I like about you, Paul, is that you are a voracious grower. You're always listening to stuff. You're always reading stuff. I mean, I think the last five books I read, it's because you read them and you couldn't stop talking about them. So then I'm reading them and then I have like, Lots of people start reading them because of that. So I just appreciate that about you. I think they're both true. I think all spiritual things seem to have a dualistic way about them, you know? You know, it's truth and grace. It's simultaneously, it's all truth and it's all grace, you know? And I could go, it's life and death. You know, if you want to live, you have to die. I mean, it just goes on and on spiritually. The the dualistically truths can be simultaneous. And so I just feel like that's true. Here's where it gets super spiritual. Like there are gifts and callings. I want people to be healthy. I want DJs to be healthy. That's my, that's my mission in life. I want people to stand in their identity in Christ and not be false identity, but to be who they are. 
And so when you get to a person's identity of who they were created to be and all the beauty, the, like looking at a diamond, like how fascinating is a person? Okay. So you're handed a, a new talent and they've got some natural abilities and you're coaching them and you know they've got the fundamentals. They're keeping it to one big idea per, per podcast or per break on the radio. Then what? It totally depends on the talent. Because I believe in God and because I believe we were created in the image of God, because I believe that, then the only answer I have, a person will be compelling when they're speaking out of their identity in Christ, when they're standing in their truth, when, they're, when they are being who they are and not who they think I want them to be or who they should be or who their wound from their childhood created, some false persona that's acceptable. In my humble opinion, in my deepest belief, you know, compelling comes from a profound knowing of who you are in Christ. But to answer your question, maybe in less of a deep way, <laughs> if you want to be more compelling, pay attention to the feedback all around you. When you're talking in a crowd of people and a group of people, if everybody starts looking at their watch or looking around, you're not compelling. When you're talking in, uh, at a table and everyone's leaning in and making eye contact with you and hanging on your every word, you're compelling. But if you get feedback from people's faces and actions and maybe even their words that you're not compelling, begin to study how to tell a story. Start listening to great comedians. Pay attention to what they do. When you're in a group and somebody's hanging on a person's words, don't be jealous. Take notes. If you want to be compelling, study people who are compelling and then figure that out in your own soup, you know? What's one thing that scares you? Getting to the end of a year and not have had substantial growth in all areas, that scares me. And what are you most excited about? One year from now, I look back and I go, look at how much these people have grown and how much I have grown because of this relationship with Northwestern Media. That excites me. Okay. That's hard to top. So thank you. How can people find you? Lifewithlisawilliams.com is up and running. So, you know, that's kind of the home base for whatever future plans I might have in, in anything public. So that's a good place to stop by. Lifewithlisawilliams.com. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Creative Coachcast. I hope this has been beneficial. And if you like it, please review it and rate it. That way others can find it. And we'll talk to you next time.